I call the shots, I never call it quits. Trust my intuition, bet it's right and bitch, it often is. Seen too many others come and go, they had the wrong intent. Do it out of love and never for it, then I watch it get. Bigger than expected, no second guess it, I let it set it. It's God's plan, we out here only accepting blessings. I'm stuck with it, this mindset is terminal. In and out different terminals, leveling up is personal. Now I already made it, y'all can miss me. Hard to believe I made something from nothing. No hindsight discussions. I've been writing, I love it. Welcome to the Three Gig Sports Podcast, where we are never wrong, just sometimes misinformed. Sitting alongside my good pal uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, just me and him tonight. Danny G taking uh, his last personal day of the year. Yeah, last personal day. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but. A lot of news to hit on, a lot of crazy things being said by Cam Newton. Uh, but we're going to roll off with uh, our special guest this evening first, and that's uh, Colin Carroll. I'm going to kick it over to Rio here. Yeah, tonight we have Colin Carroll on the line with us. Colin, how you doing? Good. How about yourself? We're doing pretty good tonight. Um, glad to have you on for sure. Talk a little bit of sports, football, and, and whatnot. Um. So just to kind of kick it off, when did you start playing football? When did you start playing sports as a kid? Uh, so I mainly I grew up as a basketball player. My dad, giant basketball fan. Uh, he went to UNC. Oh, okay. Uh, but he's also been a he also loves football. He played football, basketball, and baseball in high school. Uh, but I grew up mainly playing basketball. Started football. I think my first year of tackle football was second grade, as as, as far as I remember. Okay, there we go. Hell yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, what position did you like to play? Uh, when I was younger, I was always like, I was always a bigger kid when I was younger. So I was always, first year I played tackle football, I was a center. Okay. Uh, second year, I moved to like fullback, kind of like a little bit of tight end. And then... After I lived, I lived in California when I was uh, my first two years of playing tackle football, and then I moved to Korea. My dad's in the military. Okay. Wow. Uh, so we had flag football there. So I was playing like running back. Hey, receiver, hey, do me, end. do me a solid. Make sure, make sure you tell your dad that we thank you for his service. One hundred percent. We mean yes, that. Uh, that being said, so you uh, you just recently. Uh, committed to J- uh, James Madison University, correct? Yes, sir. And you're going in as a tight end? Uh, yes, sir, I am. All right. So I'm I'm reading some of your stuff here. Uh, well, we're going to go a different right. We'll do a different one, and I'll get to that. What other offers did you have? And then, what, and then tailing from that, what made you ultimately choose to go with James Madison? Uh, the other offers, I had four other offers, so I had five total. I had... Uh, my first offer was Arkansas State. My second one was Kent State. And then I got JMU as my third. My fourth was uh, Monmouth. And then my fifth was University of Richmond. Uh, what made me pick JMU was they did something no other none, none of the other schools have done. Uh, they all sent me handwritten letters from every single coach on the coaching stuff. And whenever I would come up there, I was the only tight end that was in the meeting room for the visits and everything like that. So it just showed that they have a personal bond with me, showed that all their interest was in on me for a tight end. That is awesome. The personal touch of a letter too. Hell yeah. Um, Letters from every single one you said. So yes, sir. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Could you, uh, so could you touch on your, 
you're you're a senior right now, right? I'm a junior. You're a junior, so you're going into your senior year of football, though. Uh, yes, sir. This this next year, what are your guys' goals and aspirations? Uh, we got to the region championship last year. Uh, we lost to the team that won states, so we're looking for revenge, playing them, beating them in this uh, region championship, and then going for that state. There we go. Of course, of course. Uh, so still in high school right now, do you play any other sports besides football? Uh, freshman and sophomore year, I played basketball, but I stopped playing to focus on recruitment. Gotcha. Okay. Very nice. Okay. Well, you said you were a basketball family on top of that anyway, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So your dad is going to be ecstatic either way. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Very cool. Can you touch on training or anything like that that you do to try to get ready for that next level? Now that you have committed to to James Madison, uh, I show up every single football workout that my high school holds. I show up every single one of those, uh, and I'm on Torrey Smith. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. He was there when he won the they won the Super Bowl, and he was on the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, he's my seven on seven coach, so I play seven on seven with him. Oh, very cool. Oh, geez, that's nice. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. He went through it. He went to a neighboring high school of mine. He went to Stanford High School. I go to Mountain View. So it's like a 10-minute drive. We play with them. So he went there uh, back in, like, early 2000s, I believe. Okay. Yes, sir. Very cool. How does your high school use you on the offensive side of the ball? Do they split you out wide, uh, put you uh, on the yes, line? They move, you, uh, they move you around then? Uh, yes, sir. They move me around. They kind of use me like as the 49ers use George Kittle. They can move him out. They can move him to a tight. They can move him as a tight end, move him on the line, move him out as a wide receiver, cause mis- cause mismatches on the outside. Sure, sure. That So that being said, uh, you do show you do show some pride in blocking then too, right? Uh, yes, sir. He's, Most definitely. So, people in the yeah, so not just all about that pass catching. You're about like laying your hands on somebody too. Yes, sir. All right. That's what I like to hear. And that's that's a good comparison. Um, and so with that, who would you most compare your game to? And what would you what do you bring to James Madison that another person perhaps would not? What makes you that guy? You know, and who would you compare yourself to, uh, such as an NFL player or whatnot? Uh, who I compare myself to, I'd probably say. Probably George Kittle. I just love how he plays, love how physical he is, everything like that. Do you know what university he went to by chance? Uh, University of Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if we touched on it or if you looked in, but we are based in Iowa. And got some Iowa fans definitely here. So we like George Kittle. Yeah. So what that guy, I'd have to say, uh, probably – how I can adjust to the ball, however it's thrown. Not a lot of people my size can do that at my position. So the body control and whatnot to go up and get the ball? Body control, ball, like get into the ball. Okay. Very so. cool. Very cool. Uh, what are the things you, do you do in high school? I mean, it doesn't have to be sports related or anything like that. What else do you uh, get out and do? What do you do to kick your kick your feet up and take your game, take your head away from football and sports and stuff like that? Uh, hang out with my girlfriend, or when I'm not hanging out with her, uh, probably play. I play a lot of Warzone. Okay. And a little bit. I used to play Fortnite a couple years ago. Yep. 
Yeah, I got a I got a kid who who does that on a switch. Uh, plays oh, a lot of that. <laughs> hey, for hey, first off, calm down over there, Rio. We know that up until like a year ago, you were still balling on Fortnite hey, too. You know, some somebody's got to get those kills, right? Yeah. <laughs> until they started building buildings around you, you're like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Right. I shoot <laughs> once, and they built a five star hotel over me. Like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, what is your, like, before you're about to go out on, it doesn't matter, any type of, any game doesn't necessarily need to be the uh, the biggest game or anything like that, but every time you go out, everybody has a ritual, right? I'm curious what your pregame ritual is, what it is that centers you. Uh, every single Thursday, so we would have Friday night games. Every single Thursday night, I'd go and get Chipotle the yeah. night before for dinner. Uh, and then... I'd always do the same thing in the same routine. Uh, when we would go down, I'd get ready, uh, put on – I would wear a sleeve on my left arm. Uh, I'd put that on the same way I'd always do every single game. Uh, do my face paint, do a cross on each cheek. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. And then – so what is your – like, and I'm going to go ahead and say, like, not – doesn't have to be – it doesn't have to be like world breaking or anything like that. Like it was statistically. I just want. I'm curious what you feel your best game was and who it was against. Uh, like where you felt good the whole way through. Our rivalry game uh, against Colonial Forge. I had three touchdowns for. I think it was like it was either that game. Uh, I had three touchdowns for like 130 yards. Uh, or our first game, I had two touchdowns on. Two touchdowns on three receptions for 184. Jesus, oh, yeah. you know, you know, you were you were comparing yourself or wanting to be like George Kittle, which I love and respect. That that's almost Randy Moss esque right there. <laughs> what he did to the Cowboys when he was with the Vikings. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yes, sir. That one is hell yeah. Uh, speaking of which, what is uh, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite NFL team, college team? You know, something like that. Uh, my favorite college team growing up. So as I said, my dad's in the military, so we lived all over. Uh, I lived in uh, Montgomery, Alabama, when I was younger. So I went to a co- I went to a bunch of uh, Alabama games. Oh, roll tide, baby! Yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, do you have a fr- Do you have a favorite professional team? Uh, I'm a re- I was born in California, so I mean, pretty much any California team. But I like George Kittle, so I'd have to go with the 49ers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, how long did you live in? You said you lived in Korea. How long did you live there? Uh, yes, sir. I lived there for two years. So I lived in. I lived in three different countries. Oh. I lived in, in Korea from fourth to fifth grade. Uh, when I was in kindergarten to first grade, I believe, uh, I was in Japan. When I was in all of middle school, so 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, I lived in Stuttgart, Germany. Okay. Oh. What are some good memories you have of those places? Obviously, middle school is probably going to be the one you remember the most. Yeah, what are sure. some cool things that you remember from the places that you've lived? Uh, so, in Germany, uh, probably going on ski trips because we had, like, a ski, like, group that we would all go with, and we'd go on ski trips to, like, the Alps and everything like that. Okay, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Did you did you end up learning any of those languages? Uh, 
we would get some taught to us, especially in uh, elementary school. So, like, when I was in Korea and Japan, we'd get it taught to us. But I don't really remember that much of it. Okay. German, I know, I, I know, like, a little bit to get me by because the majority of them would speak English. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, very cool. So did you play sports, a lot of sports over there in Germany while you're going through middle school then? Did they have that uh, football? Yes. Uh, yes, sir. We had tackle football, and we played other neighboring bases, so like other military bases that were around our area. Okay. Uh, we'd play some, and yeah. So you didn't play many German kids then, just mostly um, American kids from with other families? Uh, yes, sir. Just playing other military teams from other bases far away. Okay. Do you uh, any other sports, major sports you follow? You follow MLB. I have a favorite team, basketball. You know, NBA team. Uh, I follow basketball a little bit, mainly uh, like March Madness was just going on. Yep. Uh, but I follow I follow a little bit of baseball. I used to play baseball when I was younger, so I follow a little bit of it still. Okay. So we'll we'll touch on a small event from today. What uh, I don't know if you did see or anything like that, but today Clayton Kershaw was perfect pitching through yeah. seven innings and they pulled him after like 80 pitches mm-hmm. if you're balling out like that in any version of sport but more specifically yeah. something as magical as a perfect game you, yeah. no matter what you say to the media to make it look like it's okay tell me how pissed you'd be <laughs> if the, you I'd, if I'd you got pre- that point yeah, right yeah because i think i remember i was watching when he got his first perfect game uh back in like Probably like 2012, maybe. Okay. Like, I remember watching his first ever perfect game that he got. It was at Dodger Stadium. I was watching it on TV. I was at my grandparents' house in 29 Palms, uh, oh. California. I was watching it on TV. Uh, I remember watching that. So, if I was like, I'm pretty sure that's his only other one that he's had. I don't know, though, to be honest. But if that happened to me, I'd, I'd be pretty mad with the coaches. I, yeah. I mean, he he played it off cool and everything afterwards, yeah. you know, and yeah, everything's fine. It's better for the team. It's <laughs> He even said as far as he he's, he's like, that's kind of a greedy thing for me. Like, that's, a, that's, that's for me, not for the team. The team is to win. I'm like, hold on, son. You were winning at that point for the team. Yeah. yeah. So he was just saying everything the right way, right? Yeah, I can understand, like, Wait, isn't it the beginning of the season for MLB? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I was going to say, if it was, like, later on in the season, I could understand. But it's the beginning of the season. I could understand them, like, trying to spare him maybe a little bit because pitchers, they don't want him pitching too much. But I, I'd be a little mad with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Per- perfect games don't come along that often, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you TikTok? Uh, I watch TikTok. I don't, I don't make TikToks. Okay, so what's your what's your funniest prank that you like to see on that every time, no matter what, gets you? Uh, probably or probably or dance or anything. Probably just some of the sounds that people be using. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I when, when like devious lick was going on, like where they would like take something from the school. I never did that because I didn't want to get in trouble. But I, I'd admit, some of the stuff that, that like some of the kids would steal or take, uh, some of it was kind of funny. Right. What about, uh? so don't use, you were mentioning the sounds. You know the one that gets me every time. No matter what, because you know it's going to be something good coming up right after it says it. We're uh-huh. we're going to play ourselves a game of whap fuck here. <laughs> whap. 
Oh, Fuck! Yeah. And then somebody uh, somebody gets hit with something. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's one for me. Definitely. <laughs> Pretty funny. So uh, we're gonna kind of move into another segment. Um, I hey, this thing. Hey, actually, real quick, we keep going every time we have a guest on, and I always forget to ask them. Okay. When we did start up, did you hear the intro music? Oh uh, yes, sir, I did. You did? Okay. Okay. All awesome. Right. Uh, so uh, so it's not too weird for them like being right just like quiet all quiet okay good well, go I, I have wondered that myself if our guests are hearing uh the intro music so what i'm about to play now um i do this thing called rio's randoms and it's three random questions we're all going to answer them you know it's nothing too serious a little laid back and funny um yeah. so you know just just that, just go with serious. her and nothing serious about it so I'm going to kick off my intro music here. Rio's Randoms tonight brought to you by Bose Power Washing out of Belmond, Iowa. Make sure to hit them up for all your power washing and cleaning needs. He also does mowing, weed eating, Anything like that, hit them up at 641-903-1720. Uh, tonight, for Rio's Randoms, first up, give me one useless thing that you can spend hours doing. Oh, we kind of just mentioned one, didn't we? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we did. Uh, I'm a, we'll, let, we'll defer to Colin first. One useless thing that I can spend hours doing? Yeah. Probably... I'd probably say either playing video games, obviously, or I take long showers, so I can, I can be in the shower for a couple hours. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. I'm that guy too. Like you yeah, just yeah. you you just forget it. Yeah, you just forget sure. it, and the hot water rolling over you. You're not even thinking about it. You're yeah, just yeah. at peace. Yep. Definitely. What gotcha. Do you got? All right. So it used to be it used to be uh, video games, um, TikTok. Video well, I can still go video games. It'll be like on my phone actually, because I play, I you know, I play games on there, and I get lost. I literally play this one, that's some stupid solitaire version of a game that goes down a trail and all that bullshit, and I get lost. Like I'll actually look up. I'm like, dude, I was supposed to be like getting ready like 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's got to be it. Yeah, some good ones there. Um. You know, sometimes I can find myself just getting lost in Netflix, you know, and not even watching anything, but like scrolling to find stuff to watch. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll just be, I'll read the title. I'll, you know, click on it, open it up, expand it, read the whole thing. Nah, you know, and maybe, even, thing, maybe even watch the trailer. Yeah. Maybe watch the trailer <laughs> and I won't actually watch, commit to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. My wife got me to commit to the marriage. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So sometimes I'll just find myself. Scrolling through Netflix titles. Uh, next one. If you had to lose one forever, which would you choose? Your uh-huh. eyelashes or your eyebrows? Ooh. <laughs> what do you got, Colin? Uh, that's a tough one. I'd probably... Maybe eyelashes? Oh, yeah. You probably look l- less weird that way. I don't know. Yeah. How many people have you ever seen with no eyelashes? So we have nothing to compare it to. We know what eyebrows look like with nothing on there. Eyelashes? That's true. That should be our fantasy football bet. 
Got to shave one off. Got to shave one off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what? I would go forever. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. Forever. I'm, I think I'm going to go with the eyebrows. Not exactly. Like, after a while, you're going to get used to seeing it, and you'll just be. Right. I just think these things actually do something. They're supposed to protect your eyes, the eyelashes. So. Yeah. I'm going to go with the, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with. I look so weird with eyebrows. So I'm going to go with eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of your face is all like Jumanji right. boy. Like I got a man. <laughs> I've got to have my, my eyebrows, I think. So that's where I'm going. And my last one for tonight. If you're an offensive coordinator, what kind of offense are you running? If you're a football coach. Oh, let's see. So... I'm against the grain type of guy. Like I'm the, I go for the underdogs. I go against the grain. Everyone's doing spread option, you know, laying them all out. And this one, I will not be against the grain. I will go spread options. I feel like you could do so much with that. You can, there'll be a lot of shit there. There'd be a lot of motion in my offense. There'd be a lot of movement. I like Kyle Shanahan's offense. He has someone moving like mm-hmm. 75% of the time. Okay. And you can do anything out of that. Okay. What about you, Colin? What do you got? Uh, I'd probably have to go with spread option, pass-heavy offense. I'd probably have to go with that. Okay. He also yeah, receives the ball. Right, that's so true. He, I, yeah. I figured this was coming. <laughs> Which is it's a great answer, absolutely. It, it is, He's like, I want sure. my opportunity, baby. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know, I do, I do like the the spread option and, and – all the receivers out wide, but I think ultimately I would do some type of single back, um, tight tight ends, tight, you know, and pound the ball, a lot of play action and stuff like that. Run the ball up the middle and make them stop you, and then also off of that run, you know, play action over the top and whatnot. So that's kind of the way I'd go a single back formation type. There we My, go. Uh, myself, so. I don't know. I'm sure on, on Madden we all kind of you have used our version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So, but that is what I have for Rio's randoms tonight. Make sure you hit up our guy Kevin Beauchart for all your cleaning needs. He's he will hook you up for sure. Yeah. And that's what we had. That's a damn good episode right there. For sure. Um, so um, before we let you go, you know, com- committing to play football or any sport at the next yeah, level in college is an amazing thing, uh, no matter what level. Uh, that is at NAIA, FCS, Division One, Division Two, or Three. Going, going to the next level is amazing. Um, so would you? can you touch on – Anybody who's helped you get to where you're at and who's, you know, anybody who's influenced you, can you just kind of give them a shout out and let people know who's helped you along the way? I'd have to say definitely my parents, both my brothers, both my brothers play. uh, My oldest oldest brother is a wrestler at Belmont Abbey in North Carolina. Uh, That Uh, is awesome because I am a wrestling coach, former college wrestler myself. Yeah. And then. My middle brother, he's a kicker up at St. Anselm College okay. up in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, uh, very cool. 
my brothers, my mom and dad, my grandparents, aunts and uncles, all my coaches that I've had, uh, just everybody that's mentored me towards this. And then, so I had I had one other question for you. How long how long have you been where you're living right now? Then, because you said you hop around uh, quite a bit. Uh, yes, sir. I've moved. I think a total of like seven times, eight times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I'm at right now, uh, mm-hmm. in Stafford, Virginia. I've mo- I moved here my freshman year. Okay. I'm okay. here until I graduate, and then I go off to college. Okay. Very yes, cool. Sir. Nice. Where is James Madison? Uh, it's in Harrisonburg, Virginia, so it's about two hours away from Raleigh. There you go. So it's also in your backyard. We too. actually interviewed a baseball player from the Richmond area. Um, he goes to what was that? Um, Prince George Community College. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very cool. Uh, well, that's pretty much all that we have for you tonight. Um, yes. Hey, uh, when you. Uh, when you uh, get on to that next one, and you, actually you can hit us up literally anytime. We'd love to hear from you again, have you back on. Uh, maybe yes, maybe after your season, after you guys win state championship? Yes, sir, most definitely. Well, love it right there. Heck yeah. But, uh, hey, it's been a pleasure, my man. We appreciate that you came on and took time out of your day. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Podcast will be available later this evening out on Spotify and, um, you know, Facebook and Apple. Apple. And you can tell to all your family, friends, he'll be on any, anywhere you listen to him. Uh, YouTube, maybe as early as tomorrow as well. Um, so, yeah. Yes, sir. I appreciate Thanks. you, Colin. Have a good year. All right. Yes, sir. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, very impressive kid right there. All the manners in the world, and you could tell one hell of a good upbringing. And like we said, shout out to yeah, shout out to um, his father. Yeah, his father for his service. Speaking of service, uh, uh, my wife's uncle Matthew Green, who has supported our show, like to give a shout out to him. Realtor in Las Vegas, baby. I'll get that information from him here soon, uh, so we can post some of that up too. But uh, you ready to roll into so, uh, some of today's uh We have news? some news and notes to touch on, so yeah. Yeah, let's get it. Boom, boom. Get it. Uh, we're going to start with the cra- <laughs> the craziness of uh, Cam Newton. Yes. So, Cam Newton is under fire for comments about women who, in his words, let's make that very clear, his words, <laughs> who don't know when to be quiet. On the million dollars worth of game podcast released Monday, complained about women who can't cook and don't know when to be quiet. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, right? Newton said on the podcast. (laughs) And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, I'm this, I'm that, no baby, but you can't cook. You you don't know when to be quiet, and you don't know how to allow a man to lead. Probably should have kept that to himself. He so or there may have been a better way to say all of that, like not saying it at all. <laughs> maybe. Correct. Uh, number one, 
uh, RIP to his NFL career. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he was barely dangling on anyways, right? Yeah, he's probably done after that, especially after all this um, lawsuits going through about hiring females, right, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, definitely RIP that career, man. Uh, what does it say? Uh, XFL, he, here we come. Yeah, there you go. They, or uh, or USFL. USFL, starts out, yeah. But damn, like you just put it out there like that. Um, he had, uh, I do believe it was 2017. He had um, he he had controversial comments before, kind of like this. He said he laughed when a female reporter was asking about wide receivers running routes. Yeah, just like that. Why? Just doesn't think that women should be. That's that's the world. This I dude. I think that is you know, um, and I think we're all on board if doesn't matter if they're the right person for the job reporter or whatever they're the right person for the job no matter of gender color of the just skin a, just anything a, just as long as you know what the hell you're talking about yeah, don't care what you sure. look like or sound like or anything like that damn yeah that's insane we were we, we were talking sure. about this last night right we were talking about you know the panthers are in flux at quarterback they still have sam darnold they don't know what's going to happen in the draft they, they do. May, They're taking a quarterback. We believe they will. Yes, absolutely. And we think that they'll probably trade up if they have to, if the, if the guy that they want isn't there or something, or it's not looking like he'll be there. But um, the Panthers might have been, like, drawing up a contract, you know, for, like, a one-year deal until Starting this. Starting to type it out. Yeah, that just went in the shredder. That just went in the shredder. Like, ah, oh, sorry, Cam. We, uh, we, we lost spent, it. Yeah, sorry. We're, we're over the cap. Yeah. The, uh, um, the fake cap. Uh, yeah, the non-real cap. <laughs> oh, I just laughed. I'm like, good God, this man. Uh, let me give you one right now, and that is, Cam, maybe you just can't be quiet, right? Maybe you just need to shut your mouth. Yeah, you're not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, Congress says that the Washington commanders appear to have broken financial laws, owe money to visiting teams, and... Season ticket holders. <laughs> they evidently kept two separate books. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm waiting for. Go ahead. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna, what, what, uh, I wanna I wanna hear what you gotta say about this it. This is just, you know, all sliding downhill. Eventually more stuff is gonna come out and come out. And I think Dan Snyder is actually gonna go wait. Crap, it's coming and he's gonna start spilling the beans on all kinds of people. And that's exactly what I'm excited for about this right here. I'm like, we're almost there, baby. Yeah. We're about to hear all it's, kinds of filthy shit. It's going to open up lots of stuff, I think. He's Tell- going to... Because at the end of the day, he's going to try... Because that right there just shows he's already manipulating other owners. Yeah. And I've always talked and said it's the rich protecting the rich. Well, now you just... Took money showed, out of their pockets. Right, exactly. You just showed your hand that... And not you, but you know your hand was displayed right here. Showing that you're basically stabbing him in the back a little bit. Yep. Now you have no immunity. Well, yep. then he's going to realize that, and I think he's going to start, oh, crap, now i got to start unleashing some of this other emails, yes. whatever the heck. And it's about to get dirty and nasty, and we're going to find out some good shit. We're going to find out some real good shit that they're going to have to try to do some serious damage control on mm-hmm. at some point. Like he's they, lost his franchise, right? Oh, yes. It has to. It has it's to. It's coming. So, Especially after all this. 
and and that's the reason why I believe that he's going to get real filthy because he's not going to let his team get stripped of him. Right, without going without, down. Without, without going something. down. Sw- yeah, yeah, something's coming. Oh, I'm going to lose mine? Well, how about this? How about this? Well, I got something for you. Uh, I would think. Who do you think? Okay, so this just came to me, right? Who do you think, outside of Daniel Snyder, obviously, who do you think has, like, the filthiest secrets that will be like, oh, my God. Hmm. The owner or the team, you know, if you can't remember the owner, the team owner's name, but there's got to be. We already know there's going to be some shit. Who do you think's got, like, the cream of the crop? Like, we're going to be like, shit. We already know. It can't be Jerry Jones, right? Because his shit gets know. out there. You know, you know I was thinking about that, but you're right. Yeah, like, nobody can keep their mouth shut in that organization. So, yeah, yeah it'd probably his be out there. stuff gets out there. I mean, he already has a, a baby he was taking care of for. <laughs> right, he's a dry snitch well, on himself sometimes. Uh, yeah, like, what? I don't know what else could be produced to embarrass him. So, I was thinking about, like, okay, after that's out the door, who, mm-hmm. who's going to have the juiciest? I don't know. Uh, you know what? Maybe actually, um, you know, Dolphins. With after all this Brian Flores kind of deal, and ultimately there was some. Sounds like there's some shady stuff going on. Um, Jacksonville, maybe. Uh, you know, it, there had to be somebody had to tell the owner at some point stuff was going on, and he still kept them. I don't really know though. That is a good question. I'm uh, I'm curious about which one will come out. The filthiest. Curious about that. John Mara, maybe. I think a lot of this we're going to find out. It's going to and Brian Flores is the winner of this. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because there's no way that all the stuff that he's going to eventually spill is it going to be related that there's no way you're going to say that it's not related to mm-hmm. you know, diversity hiring for instance. And I, actually that's probably one of the ways he goes. What's a, one of the biggest issues that's been brought up over the past several years? Yep. People of color and the battle they faced and whatnot. I think that's the first thing he throws out. Yep. If he has anything in emails and whatnot, that's the first thing he comes out. Oh yeah. Is how upset do people get about that? Oh yeah. We're definitely there's gonna be a list of infidelities because I guarantee there's owners meetings and shit like that where there's no one else in house. Shit got a little risque and risque. Yeah. So we're we're gonna see some damn good shit. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just waiting. You know, I as soon as I seen that one, I'm like, thank you. We're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Uh, Ohio State Buckeyes will honor the legacy of late quarterback Dwayne Haskins at Saturday's spring game. Yeah, good for them. Um, rest in peace. Obviously, don't know what was going on. Still, there's you know conflicting reports of what was going on, what was happening, why he was on the highway. Um, ultimately, though, a man lost his life way too soon. Yes, and you know prayers up to his family and whatnot. Um, good on Ohio State for honoring him as they should. I think he was you know, we talked about the record he set and how um, well he played that season. He was a full-time starter. Yep. And so, yeah. He kind of started, uh, he started something that Ohio State hadn't seen, right? Because I told I told you about him like smashing yeah. passing records. There. They weren't used to that. They were just used to dominating you on the, uh, the defensive side and then running it, right? Basically, yeah. for the most part, running it down your throat. Cause they would have like the best running backs and mm-hmm. offensive line. He showed you something else that, and then he started that trend. Now they've been getting quarterbacks nonstop, but he was that first yeah. one that really like kicked the roof off. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
Yep, like you said, like you touched on, uh, prayers up to his family and all that stuff. And, um, yeah. Uh, we have, well, I guess we'll go talk a little UFC. So we have a two. So these two stories kind of like tie together a little bit. Henry Suedo, after being inspired by title fights, will re-enter himself into the USADA drug testing pool Monday and wants a crack at Alexander Boknovsky. I think he gets messed up by him. Badly. I don't think his hands are good enough. Uh, the power, I think Boknovsky's got. This dude started, I don't know if you realize, but started at a welterweight. Oh, I didn't know that. 170, yes. Oh. That's where he started his career. And then just has kind of chopped down as he's gone through the divisions and ultimately UFC at 145. Um, guy's a stud. And we'll chat on some news about him. But, of course, he wants that. You know why? Payday. Mm-hmm. He couldn't sell the fights. Right. Nobody wanted to watch him fight. Nobody. Because what, what was that? What, was like featherweight? Or whatever. 125. Yeah. Nobody wanted to watch a fight. Yeah. And not just him, but nobody watches the lower weights for the most part. I mean, you do get some. But that's why there was a talk of canceling the 125 division because there wasn't enough fights, enough contenders. You know, there were like two guys. Demetrius Johnson was a ruler of that division forever, and nobody was even close to him. Ultimately, right, he went and signed somewhere else, or there was that big trade, I think. But yeah. uh, that was why they were talking about canceling it because it was hard for guys to get down there, for grown men to get down to that weight and whatnot. So they were thinking about getting rid of it. So, yeah, I think he's just seeing money perhaps. <laughs> and want to go that route, which I, I mean, I don't blame him, but yeah. I don't think I think he's going to get messed up. though. If given the opportunity, because Alexander Vol- Volkanovsky also commented on this. Mm-hmm. It's, this is a transition into the other one. Right. He commented on this. He's like, yeah, dude, what dude doesn't know how to stop talking. Have you ever seen him not? And then he's like, you know what? Round of applause to him that he actually is backing it up a little bit by finally putting his name in to USADA to actually get tested and all that stuff. But he's like, you need to, you, he needs to have at least one fight before I'm, um, before there's even a shot at that, because you don't, he's like, that's the wrong image. You, you retire, you come back in and you just get a crack at a title fight in a different weight class too, on top of that. Yeah. But that also transitions to what Volkanovsky wants. Yep. So he says that he has earned a shot at the lightweight title. What do you think? I'm not opposed to it. I mean, however, that top that top ten in that at 155 is yes, loaded, loaded, up. loaded up. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be against it if they're like, "Hey, here's a crack at the 155." Whatever. Um, <laughs> but man, there's so many killers up there. That they're gonna be some hooting and hollering for those guys in the top, no. definitely the top five. Yes. But the top nine, ten down is straight killers. Yep. You know, and one dudes coming up too, divisions. right? And so, right. Well, is that is that the one Islam's in? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's an up and comer too. On yeah. top of that. Yes. So I don't know. He's got good heavy hands. You know, um, it'd be interesting. Like I said, I wouldn't be hundred percent against it. I think he's earned it the way he's just dominated people. Um, you know, hit, but hit. besides him getting caught by Brian Ortega in that guillotine, and almost getting choked out, he's just dominating the fight. So, and then everywhere else he's dominated. So he's kind of almost cleaned up featherweight. So he's not. So that one definitely isn't a stretch. Then 
Uh, no, I don't think by so. Any, and, and you don't believe he's wrong in believing that maybe yeah. he... And I think that's how he gets shot. paid, too. Yeah, I think as, you know, you go up and face some of those. Because 155 is loaded up. Big, that's, bigger that's, names. That's kind of like the, what, 155 and 170 are definitely like the money. I mean, of course you want the heavyweights, but the heavyweights aren't there. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying where the money is sitting right now yeah. for UFC, it's usually what, 155, 170 right yeah, now? Yeah, 155 usually is loaded up with the guys, and it's loaded up with the guys, and... Yeah, I think ultimately if he wants to get paid, that's where he goes. So there'd be some good matchups for sure. But to make it clear, you believe so do you believe Suedos is a little Yeah, I think you need you need a fight. So Ring Vol- Rust is real. So I was to say, so Volkanovsky was correct by saying if you're doing this, you need to have a fight before you come correct, up and correct. Okay. I think you and I think for Henry you want a fight. Look at John Jones. John Jones, one of the most dominant fighters of all time. He come yep. back against Ovin St. Pru and looked Mediocre at right? best, at, at best. best, he looked and, mediocre. And we're and we're John Jones guys, yes. but so we're Ring I'm Rust like, is a hundred percent real. I'm like, yeah, I was like, John, you didn't really win that fight. Like, as in, what I'm saying is like, you didn't dominate. That you fight. didn't dominate. You didn't like, as if you right as what were you used to you, seeing exactly what you used to see as what your name is tied to as one of the most dominant, best light heavyweights to ever do it. That wasn't you in there. And ultimately, I mean, like I said, I've fought before. Ring rust is definitely real if you've been off a significant amount of time, especially at the highest level in the world. Yeah. Got a question for you. I was thinking about this the other day. Your wife comes up to you and asks you. She only wants one thing for her birthday, her for the wedding anniversary, for Mother's Day. She wants one damn thing, Rio. Okay. And the question is, would you do this? She's like, all I want is for you to do the Burt Kreischer. I want you to lay in a bearskin rug, mm-hmm. nude, oh. with like, I don't know, banana leaf hanging, like covering some some of the business, but it's like a risque photo. And it's going to be a big old one that she wants to hang up in the, the, in the living, room. living room. Oh, yeah, I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah. Without hesitation? Without hesitation. I'm <laughs> like, doing that. Like, I would do that today, right I, now. So, hold on. Not only would I do that, but the, the only question, literally the only question I would have, who's taking the photo? <laughs> right. That's the only thing I give a shit about. Other than that, okay. Absolutely. And that, and do I have to, for me, do Gosh. I have to put it in my living room? Can uh, I put it in the man cave? I was listening to Bert Kreischer. He's talking about, he's like, yeah, I did a, uh, I was a model for uh, this, as French girl or whatever uh this this class or whatnot and he's like my, my thing looked the smallest it had ever looked in its entire <laughs> life he's like, oh. he's like oh my god he's like worst timing worst timing right yeah uh we're yeah pretty much so if, if you're not listening to our podcast you should listen to burt kreischer and tom segura's uh two bears one cave great stuff but endless good stuff by the way just like, just like this path water that we, that they were so nice and generous so uh, nice they actually sent us a case, so greatly appreciated. Thank you, Pathwater, for this. And that's it. Thank Reusable. you. Reusable. Reusable aluminum cans. Uh, we'll roll. Uh, Lakers, Russell Westbrook, opens up on disconnect with Frank Vogel and the disappointing season after the team fired Frank Vogel. Don't know if you read into this at all. A little bit, basically talking a little shit, but... Ultimately, Russ. Ne- I never had an issue with a coach before, and I just didn't. I never had a fair shake. 
Russ, you were playing like dog shit. That's uh, ultimately that's what it comes down to. You were, yeah. how many turnovers did he have? Uh, you know, just bad shots, missing the net completely. Um, he he missed on dunks. Like I yeah. swear to God, I'd have to go back and look. Like this may be the season that he had the most missed dunks and layups in his career. Right. He's the type of guy he needs a ball in his hand all the time, and ultimately with the Lakers, it was a bad fit. That's yep. not when you come to the Lakers. Well, with, with, well, when you come to a team with Braun on it and AD and the, the guys they have on it, you're not going to have the ball in your hand. No. You're going to have to learn to play off the ball, which he does must not know how to. No. So well, I just think it was a bad fit overall. Well, he opened up uh, like about the whole thing. So he said, he's like, when I came in, I mean, he's like, you guys remember uh, Braun and Anthony Davis saying, you know, we let Russ cook and they let him do his thing and we'll we'll fit around that. He's like... Yeah, they said it was true, but it didn't really happen like that. Yeah, because you didn't play well. No, and you, I, yeah, it would have been awesome if you could have ran you, the point, Braun out there in AD. But and then you, you play, and then you blame two guys: one guy that missed half the season, another guy that only played like fifty-eight games, and you played the most of them, and you still play like crap. Yeah, yeah, he he needs to go somewhere, and it sounds like they're kind of talking either a trade or you know just a let go buyout kind of deal. But ultimately, too, with it, along with this, I don't know, you didn't see, but I was telling you earlier before we started, there are some rumors of possibly a jazz coach coming over uh, and coaching the Lakers. And he basically would come out and was like, nah, fuck that shit, because I saw how they treated old Vogel over there and basically <laughs> threatened to run him out. This is how you have to coach. He's like, there's no, there's no positives in doing that for someone. No. So that would be a no for me. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good right here where they right. let me run the team like I am like I want to run the team. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, joke in Lakerland is what's going on. A joke. Uh, the Lerner family that has owned the national since 2006 is exploring the possibility of selling the Major League Baseball franchise. Even after being even after multiple times saying that they would never sell. You know, I talked about this. I was wondering if it's kids doing it. You know, ultimately, maybe the the dad, grandpa, whoever, who actually had control of it, bought it in the first place, acquired it in the first place, and has been passed down to generations, and they start selling. So I know some ranchers back in uh, the good state of Texas that as it's kind of expanding around the area that I live that they have held out and held out and held out that I'm not selling, you know, we live out in the country. We're not doing that because they're just going to put buildings up and whatnot. It's not going to be country anymore. As some of them have slowly passed away and the land's been passed down, what do the kids do? They want that money. They sell right away and grab that money because they're not working the land. They're not ranching, right? They, their dads, their, you know, the future generations or the previous generations had already acquired money for their family. So there's no reason for them. So they, all they did was just cash that in Mm. and sold out. And I wonder if this is it, kind of the same deal going on. I think it is. I think I think it has a lot tied to that, and probably getting the biggest bang for your buck right about now. Like major franchises in in every sport are selling at like top dollars. You know, they just had a um, they just had their collective bargaining agreement completed. Uh, a bunch of positives. They think they have the TV deals, some TV yeah. deals. They have the Apple. They're thinking. Dollar dollar bills. They're thinking greenbacks right now. Yeah, and evidently it isn't pure like pure. Uh, it isn't only pure selling 
Like that's not the only thing on the table. They're also talking like um, partnerships, coming in and buying a stake. Also, but still, yeah. going from never going to sell to that to is, that. Yeah. Uh, retired longtime Dodgers announcer Vince Coley wins a Baseball Digest Lifetime Achievement Award. Very cool. Well deserved. Legend of the game, for sure. Uh, and then. Let's see. I was going to touch on that. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't give much of your opinion. I just asked him. Uh, Dodgers pulled Clayton Kershaw today after perfect seven innings with like 80 pitches. Yeah. Um, they still ended up winning and all that. Um, they beat my twins, of course. Uh, but I know it's early in the season. I get that. But what do you pissed. what are you thinking about this? I'd be pissed if, I, if I'm Clayton. Ultimately, yes, I get it. It's early in the season, right? We He's, didn't he, have as long as spring he has, training. He has injury history, too. Injury history. We didn't have as long as spring training, so maybe the uh, conditioning isn't there. It's also history. Yes. It's also history. It's one, And it's one of those rare history. It's not exactly. a no-hitter, even. Right. We're talking about a perfect, perfect game. game. Right. You know? In fact, I was going to look that up quick. The... But yeah, go go on with your feelings. About I mean, like, it's and I understand where they're coming from and the long term aspirations. But Clayton Kershaw is he's maybe got four years left in the league. Maybe I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I just I'm pissed if I'm him. I think it's bullshit. I think leave me in. You know, I'm trying to go for a perfect game. I'm trying to set history. And uh, you know, I think he should have been left in. Well, the worst part is, is that the players want that too. They don't because it came out that he like like I was telling our our guest Colin was that he went on. I listened to his interview afterwards, and he was very team oriented in his answers and this that, and the other. I'm like, you have to be. I'm think, like, but. yes, you have to be. I get that. And he, and he did it, and he sold it awesome. He's like, I would have liked the opportunity, but it is you know it is what it is. And he was very nice about it and. You know, maybe next time it comes up or if there is a next time I, I get opportunity to finish. But it is what it is, and it needed uh, – it was better for the team. There's eight other players out there playing defense for you. They wanted to be a part of that perfect game too. That is a team thing. Right. The pitcher gets the notoriety. The defense gets to go ahead and say that. It's almost like when an offensive lineman, they don't get any notoriety, right? Right. Zero. The catcher, I called a perfect game. Yeah. I mean, there's – but you know so what you you know what you get to talk about. I blocked for uh, Adrian Peterson when he w- was when he came up nine yards short of breaking the all time rushing record, and when he went over two thousand. Yeah, Derrick Henry when he went over two thousand. I blocked for uh, a running back that went nine consecutive years of not of one thousand yard seasons. You were part of that. That is a team thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. There has been twenty three all time true perfect games in Major League history. That have been twenty four. We're talking about something so minuscule that so like happened so so few at times in in history. I'm not saying it could. I mean, there's two still two more innings wear and tear. Um, that should be their third time through the lineup. Stuff can happen, but wait until that one hit happens, right? Right. So I just thought that was a little crazy. Um, the Raiders signed quarter uh, signed, extend quarterback. Derek Carr, three years, $121.5 million. Showing a little bit of a commitment, huh? Uh, yeah, for sure. 
big time commitment. You know, I think I was on board at the before everything went down with Devonte and whatnot. That you know, trade him. You're already going to be looking at the back end of the pack. Then Tyreek Hill leaves, and I think that helped open up that division. You get Devonte. Um, I think it, <laughs> the division is going to be so tough. And at that point, yeah, Raiders, you're going to have to battle in. You get Devontae over there, extend uh, your quarterback. I think you got some pieces in the run back room that will do well. You got some defensive pieces. So, yeah, uh, I think that's awesome for him. You know, mm-hmm. I know he was looking for a contract and commitment and whatnot. And, you know, that shows I, some. That, to me, that's a, what is that, 40 mil a year? Yeah. Right? So, for sure. Not bad. And we like Derek Carr. Yeah. You know, that would not hurt my feelings in any way, shape, or form if he came to Minnesota. I don't know if it would hurt your feelings if you got him at. I, I like Dak. I know you do. Did, I know but, I know you like Dak. Yeah, I'm I mean, just saying it, it I wouldn't would be upset. So, no. like, if you found out tomorrow that literally they trade player for player, would you be upset about it? No. No, I think you'd be – I mean, I think he can come in and run the offense. No. Yeah. I think I think Dak gives a little bit – Of the, the, ru- the running The run yeah, aspect. Extending but, the play more. But more. I think, you know, it'd be just fine. Yeah. Throwing the ball eyes, so. Uh, let's see. There was, was there another one? Oh, we, me and you were going to touch on this because it has been throughout our podcast since we started has been, been on a few times. Sources say that MLB and the union again, extend Bowers leave Trevor Bauer, the pitcher for people that don't know that was accused of domestic violence. Is that what it was? Assault. Yes. Come to find out. Right. All charges were dropped. Um, he was found not guilty and whatnot. And I think at that point, he should be allowed back. Right. Maybe you or at least given something like an answer, like as in because this is kind of kind of for lack of better is kind of like the Deshaun thing. Yeah. Deshaun's going to see a suspension of some kind. Right. Well, but, but at least he's going to know what I'm saying is he's going to know when he's coming back. Well, here, here's my thing about that. There's still some stuff going on there. There is. There is. I'm just and talk- that's why I'm like, OK, yeah, hold him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. No, back. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you in any way. I'm just saying at when, when, when that dust settles, even there will be a suspension date and yeah. he'll know when he's coming back. Right. He'll, they haven't given Trevor Bauer anything. Nothing. And like, everything's been dropped. There's no other question marks. There's no nothing. And if you feel like not it's that detri- we've heard of, yeah. And if you feel like it's detrimental to it, then do get, get out g- of the way. Give him a few. Give him a few. Thirty games, whatever. Thirty games, whatever you want to do. Suspension. Do something because he was found innocent. Yeah. Right. And it's done as far as we know. Yeah, it as far done. as I know, as of right now, I yeah. didn't know any different. The one, you know, and Deshaun's right. They apparently dropped the whatever, but they're still looking into it, right? Yep. <clears throat> so yeah, that. With that point, I think you have to kind of hold the reins back and not just let him be a free man, basically, because there are they are looking into some other aspects of it. But yeah, with this, yeah, cut him loose or give drop the suspension, whatever you're gonna do, figure it out, do something, you're get, right, get figure it, it out, yeah. And then that's what I had. Uh, what? Well, I did uh, want to tell you we had two. We do have a live playing game going on right now, and that's the Hornets and Hawks. The Hawks are up by nine, 62 to 53 in the third quarter. We already had two of them happen last night. And that was the T-Wolves against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. T-Wolves came back, stormed back. Yeah. Won their game, won their – so now they're officially in the playoffs, right? The true playoffs, not the play-in. 
Yeah. See Pat Beverly? Pat yeah. Beverly just go fucking nuts. nuts. I love it. Yeah. Right? See, like what? He chugged a beer. Right. He was talking what? Massive shit about the oh, Clippers. Oh, yeah. He was one that had the games, the game ceiling steal, too, on top of all that. Yeah. You know, I... Yeah, live in the moment, but you also just won the playing game, bro. <laughs> I know. It's almost like you won the championship. But it, for right. him, it was against the Clippers, you know, the ones that let him yep, walk. Yeah, I, I get his uh, but I get and fire, but yeah. I thought it was funny. I get why, you know, his old team and whatnot, but <laughs> it was just like, dude, bro, you're in the playing game. Like, maybe win a series or punch your way to the conference championship or I don't know. It's I was going to say, it's just like – it's just like when I know you've been involved in at least at least one game throughout your career, life or whatever. Of um, it could be wrestling, football, don't matter. But mine would be like football or basketball. Football, someone scores a touchdown and they're just celebrating, ripping, yeah, going nuts, right? And you just do one of these. Put you point up at the scoreboard. My dude is thirty-eight-seven. That was your first touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of live in the moment, whatever. But yeah. I get I get it too in his like uh later on tonight will be the Spurs and Pelicans. Who do you got in that one? Just off the cuff. Pelicans out kinda outperformed what we thought they were gonna do without with give, the missing give, pieces. You know what? I'm gonna go different and give me the Pelicans with CJ McCollum leading them through. Think so? Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna ride that route too, actually. because I, I, I forgot about the CJ McCollum, but then you also have um Oh boy, they're Brandon Ingram yeah. kind of been picking up the scoring here in the late, like the latter half of the right. NBA season, uh, and then the other game last night, which everyone thought was going to be a slam dunk. So the Timberwolves score was one hundred nine to one hundred four, very close game. Cavaliers Nets, the final score of that was one fifteen to one hundred eight. Right, the Cavs are down by twenty in the first after the first quarter, so the ability to me. For them, for me, for them to claw back, and they were missing Jared Allen mm. for this game too. Something to grow off of, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, we thought they were dangerous, young, dangerous, could make a push. Uh, well, sure. I mean, you're playing a pretty darn tough team, but yeah, way to claw yeah. back. Any one of these playing ones so far that I have mentioned, do you believe any one of them have an actual shot at the NBA championship? I mean, Nets. I think Nets. I, I, I just they probably have a shot. I just don't see it happening. I don't think they're gonna get much from Ben Simmons. I think chemistry is a big deal. Him not being out and the you know, by the time he got traded, him being out and not getting that on court chemistry. Yep. You know, um I'm not sure if they have enough. You know, um, but that'd probably be the biggest one, I think. Okay. I was gonna tell you, huh? That because the Nets face up with Boston right out of the first gate, right? That's gonna be a tough series, I think. Yeah, that's gonna be an entertaining series, right? Entertaining, tough, gritty. Any chance to go seven? <clears throat> yeah, I think absolutely. I think it's gonna be like, um, gosh, you don't want to compare it to um, the Bull. It's almost the Bulls whenever uh, LeBron was. I got you. Back with. With Cavaliers. Yeah. yeah when and it was, it was just a grit. No matter even if it seemed like the Bulls were not a great team, they just made it gritty and hard no matter what. Yep. Joachim Noah. Yep. yep. And uh, some D-Rose and yep. those couple years right there. That's exact. That's a perfect 
this one I believe will be high scoring. Will be the opposite, yeah. like as in, but it's still going to be chippy. It's still going to be down and grimy. Yep. You know, New York team versus a Boston team. Right. Yep. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to touch on that, uh, and then our weird law. Speaking on NBA playoffs, I see Doncic has got a calf strain. That sucks. Uh, no timetable at the moment. Ooh. Yeah, that's some bueno. Well, the same injury ish that held Michael Gallup out several games in NFL games. So, not good. Well, good and bad. The good is is when you don't win the championship, you can blame it on that. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh thank God. Yeah, because otherwise it'd be like, oh, true that, true that. Okay. Weird law. What do you got for us today? <coughs> Uh, let's see. Where were we? We were. Were we Idaho? I think we were. Idaho state law makes it illegal for a man to give his sweetheart a box of candy weighing less than 50 pounds. What the hell? <laughs> 50 pounds, dude. Well, I mean, they're they're always lugging. Potatoes around and stuff, so yeah, maybe. Well, maybe, like, but maybe some. Do we do we live fifty pound bags there? Could you imagine the sweets of a fifty pound? I love it. Mm. I love you fifty two pounds worth of chocolate. <laughs> Jesus, it's crazy. <coughs> so then females are getting hooked up though. What well, about the other way? That'd be some horseshit, right? If you give your gal, you know, fifty two pounds of chocolate and she gives you like a bag of Hershey's Kisses. Yeah, no, I'm definitely getting into the box that I just gave her then. Right? Yeah. yeah. Are you considered a cheap ass if you only go to 50 then, since you have to do 50 pounds? Oh, no, because that's a, I mean, you're. No, doesn't it show, I'm like, you still just, you only did the bare minimum by law. Yeah, but I only love you bare minimum anyway. You no, know, that's how they take it. That's what I'm saying. So you kind of be coming off as, oh, and you know what? That's you a lot of chocolate. That that's is a, a lot, lot of dang chocolate. I that's feel a lot like. of chocolate. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a weird one? Do you have a uh, make sense? I may have one for you. Have you ever told the story of the bottom elbow in the ring dryer and where you were digging it out? I feel like I have. Have I'm you? I'm not sure, but I feel like I have, yeah. Couple inches. I, I feel like when Luke was on that, I told we told that Did story. You? Okay, forgot about that. Uh, we can roll with another dude. I got a pretty nasty one. Maybe we we'll save this other one for like when we didn't have a high schooler on, and there could be people listening. Okay, right. And we'll when go. Danny G is not taking a personal day, <laughs> right? Uh, we will go. What was that other one with? Uh, you know what? Actually, sticking with you, you were talking about um, you ever had a guy, you know, like score a touchdown or something like that, and they're all jacked up. Yeah. Right. And you're like, look at the scoreboard. I do. We'll go with something like that along those lines. Okay. So um, I was wrestling this kid, and uh, I'll tell you the story. We were wrestling for the dual championship, right? We so we beat like Richmond, who was in our district. And we beat, I want to say it was like Birdville and uh, Saginaw. And so that put us on the other side, Weatherford won. And they had made this trophy. And uh, we had won it the first year, so we had the trophy. And um, 
coach is like, you know, there's only two two names go on the front. That's it on that one. He's like, so make sure let's make sure we get our name on the front both times. And because it was the second year of the trophy, you know, and maybe a little messed up on his part. But anyways, as we're riding the bus going to this thing, he goes down. He's like, he shook every one of our hands is like, we're going to go win this. We're going to go win this or whatever. Cool or not. So we go out and it's at Weatherford's hosting and we go out and we lose. But, like, barely. We got hosed by the ref. Uh, we had a kid. He locked up his dude in a cradle, pinned him on, flat on his back. The ref would not call it. Well, once you lock up a cradle, this guy ended up managed to rock, 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 rock himself back, and he finally flipped him over. Well, at that point, you've locked the cradle up so tight, there's no way of you letting go and trying to get out. So then the ref, of course, called the pin for the other team. That was pretty much the deciding factor in that one. Whoa. Yeah. But... So I am wrestling my kid and I'm beating him and whatever. He ends up escaping like with 30 seconds left. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm bro. Look at the scoreboard. I'm still, I still beat you. Like, what are you <laughs> celebrating for? You know, he's jumping on yeah, like flexing at the crowd and stuff. Like, got yeah. out of it. Then he got out. Yeah. He got out and he, his, his loss, instead of counting five, only counted four against the team. He was so jacked. Oh, like, my. Like, what the heck? Enough jacked that he was talking crap to me, like, saying that he was going to, I'm going to beat you. I'm like, you didn't even beat me this time. <laughs> but he was so jacked that he got out, and it only cost 14 <coughs> points instead of five. Like, what the heck, dude? Anyways, uh, we come to the district tournament, and he's – in my bracket, of course, and he's talking mad stuff, and I think I meet him second round, and I just beat the crap out of him. I think I end up all close tech following him, and then I just stick him, and, like, he tried to be all like, oh, yeah, hey, man, good luck. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here, <laughs> get dude. Get out of here. So words of wisdom. If if you're getting blown out, beaten real bad, and you make a good play, or just keep your mouth shut because, yeah, sure, you made a good play, but guess what? The scoreboard at the end is what matters. So. Right. It looked foolish. You could build off that, you know, by, like after behind the scenes, you know, the next day or like, yeah. hey, I did this good, whatever. Yeah. The, to like yourself. The tape. Yeah, to yourself. yourself. Right. I like, bro. You're getting beat in a gym full of people and you still get beat. You don't jump up and flex. Come on. Get out of here, son. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. Makes sense if you don't think makes, about it. Makes sense if you don't think about it. Dude was jacked. Yeah. <laughs> If you didn't see the scoreboard, you would have thought he won. Yeah, you would have. I you swear. Thought he won. The dude there was like go. jumping around. I think uh, my parents have like a video. Of it. Kids like jumping up and down and flexing at the crowd and stuff. Like, hold on, did I miss something here? He's a loss. Am I? Right. I'm confused. Here. I am real. Am I getting punked? Am I getting punked? I'm yeah. Getting punked. No, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. And that is what we have tonight. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh. So we do have tickets to the Mason City fights coming up on May 21st. Um, to be eligible to win those, you have to send us a funny story. Makes sense if you don't think about it. Just a funny story in general. Um, where's the wisdom, whatnot. You send them in. We'll pick the uh, one with the best story, and we'll give you those tickets. Yeah. So make sure to send those stories in to us. It could be could be funny. It could be serious. doesn't matter. It doesn't just have want, to have names. doesn't have to have names, none of that. But uh, – we're, we're going to pick the best story. And I'm not saying necessarily it's going to be the funniest or 
It could be the most real fucking story there is. We just yeah. want to know about it. That's for sure. Make sure to go up to Gentleman's Way, get yourself a haircut. Once you do that, you can enter into our raffle. Um, at the end of the month or so, we'll pick. Uh, we'll do that raffle. We'll pick the name out, and you could potentially get your next haircut on Three Gig Sports. Boom! Little shout out to our sponsor. Uh, yeah, Fitbod. Make sure if you're looking for a workout app to help generate and keep track of workouts, yeah, you download Fitbod. Use our code Three Gig to get twenty five percent off. And uh, it does a heck of a job keeping track, generating workouts. You can, um, you know, modify it if you need to. Like myself, I got shoulder stuff going on, so some of the shoulder stuff I can't do. Real easy. Click on it. I can just maneuver it out, do something else that's less stressful on my shoulder or whatnot. So uh, that code is 3GIG. So make sure to subscribe. Get yourself 25% off, man. Heck, yeah. Sweet-ass deal. Uh get this uploaded we're going to it'll be anywhere that you can literally uh find your podcast spotify google facebook youtube and anywhere else in between that's right hit the dms baby slide into those dms slide into those dms get that story to us you'll be eligible to win those mma tickets in mason city may 21st big shout out to our guest colin Great, yep. uh, great interview. Great interview. Good and luck uh, your next senior season. And then off to uh, James Madison University. Uh, so good luck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this is 3 Gig Sports. We out.